Well, welcome to Faith Church. I hope you're enjoying yourself today. We're thrilled you're here. My name's Matthew. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, uh, and uh, we're thrilled that you're celebrating Christmas with us, you and your family. How many boys and girls do we have in the room? Oh, I know we have way more than that. Come on, boys and girls, where are you at? Merry Christmas. There you go. We want to make sure all you boys and girls got one of those really awesome gift bags on your way in. In there are some goodies and uh, some papers and some fun activities for the kids to enjoy over these next few minutes together. And so we want to make sure they had those. I want to let you know about two more things uh, that will help make today's experience and your time together uh, just enjoyable and memorable. The first is you will notice throughout the sanctuary in all of our sections, including overflows, spaces, we have a communion table set up, and those are available for you. We know that when you gather with your family this time of year, oftentimes communion is a big part of what we celebrate and why we do what we do, and so those are available for you before or after the service today to partake and just take a moment with your family if you'd like and take of communion together uh, before you head out today because we do believe that the center of this whole celebration is Jesus Christ. And uh, so we want to give you that opportunity. The other thing, um, if you'd like to follow along, we're going to be reading some scripture together today. And if you brought your phone or device with you, you could go to faithchurchks.org and you can read right along some of the scriptures and track with us today. Uh, that's our central hub, a central place there, right there in the very beginning of the central hub, there's a, a card there that says sermon notes. You can click on that and follow along with us this morning if you would like. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8, is one of my favorite sections of the Christmas story. This is what it says. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, oh, don't be afraid. I bring good news. For the next few moments, I want to bring a Christmas devotional entitled Night Shift. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're here with us. Jesus, you are the center of this story. You're the main character in Christmas. And Lord, today, I pray that you would become the main character in all of our stories in all of our lives. And so, Lord, for these next few moments, I pray, Lord, you would cause just a peace to rest in our hearts, that your presence would be here with us. And, Lord, we would, we would hear you speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I have uh, an iPhone, and uh, I have an iPhone because they're just superior devices. Uh, I'm kidding, sort of. Uh, on my phone, though, there's this really cool feature. It's called Night Shift, uh, where you can shift your phone into like this mode for nighttime where it, it closes off all notifications. It kind of filters out things to only the most urgent and important of your contacts can get through. It does things like dim the light so uh, it's not as bright. It, 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 it does some things like uh, even changes the, the color tone on the screen so it is more protective of your eyes. It it is just a great guide and help when it comes to nighttime so that I can get great sleep each and every night. I love, I love that feature. It reminds me a little bit about these, these shepherds. They were out in the, in the flocks, in the fields, and 
it was nighttime. They were in the third shift of the night. They were working the late night graveyard shift. They were taking care of all the crazy sheep in the ER. I mean, they were running this third shift night shift. They were on night shift. And one of the things I love about shepherds that, that it's important to understand is that one of their main goals is to protect and guard and keep watch over their sheep. Filter out to help you eliminate distractions and to protect you from things that would come your way. I, I, wanna, I want you to understand this, this thing. Number one today is this, that God is watching over you. He's not trying to catch you. He's watching over you. He's, he's not trying to catch you doing wrong. There's a lot, of, a lot of people that think that God is a gotcha God, that he's sitting up in heaven watching everything. He knows when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been good, if you've been naughty or nice. And the moment you're naughty, he's there to spring into action and punish you and catch you and be like, ha, gotcha, you lied. Gotcha, you were speeding again. Gotcha, you cheated on your test. Gotcha, measure and a directive measure with the sheep. Um, but not, but I, but I think it's a little bit outdated, to be honest. I, I know most of us probably don't walk around with a shepherd's staff or think of God. And so I thought this year it was time for a little bit of an upgrade to help us better understand uh, actually what God is is doing at night. So I brought a lightsaber with me. Mm, protect you, I must. Mm, love you, I do. <laughs> this is the God that we serve. He's a God that watches out for you, to protect you, to keep you from harm. The enemy of your soul will try and attack you when you're most vulnerable. But you serve a God. God is not up in heaven trying to manipulate the situation, circumstances, or the decisions of your life trying to control you. God is not a controlling God. There is much freedom in a relationship with God. But instead, God is up there trying to nudge you in the right direction, trying to lead you down the paths that are most beneficial for you. God is a God. He shepherds your life. He wants to direct you to the places that you need to go, to the opportunities that you need to take, to the relationships that you need to have and the relationships you don't need to have. Why? Because his heart for you is good and he wants to direct your life. He's not trying to manipulate you in any way, shape, or, or form. I have a picture I want to show you of some sheep that I caught on the side of uh, the road. This is um, in Jerusalem, in Israel, outside of Jerusalem, actually. I was there uh, several years ago uh, on a discipleship journey and tour, and I took this picture uh, as we were driving by in our bus. I want you to look at the sheep there. Look at the major amount of space that they have to walk, to roam, to graze. These sheep have a wide open space. Why? Because the shepherd isn't manipulating them, controlling their every move. There are some close by and there are some a little further out. Why? Because the shepherd isn't trying to manipulate. He's just trying to lead them. Some of you think of the shepherd of your life or God as a shepherd and you have a picture of him standing behind you like cattle prodding you, trying to get you to do what he wants you to do. I want you to notice 
the shepherd actually isn't even in the picture. Why? Because by the time I got my camera out, he was already beyond me. But also because he was ahead of the sheep leading the way. God is a God who wants you to have a relationship with him so that he can lead the way, not cattle prod you into obedience. He was trying to take them to a, to a lush green meadow, to a place that would provide for them, be more comfortable for them. The shepherd was leading them to a place that would benefit them to the best of their ability, to the best of his ability. The shepherd wants the best for his sheep. Friends, I don't know what you've heard about God, what you've believed about God, or what you've been told, but I just want you to know, I believe with all of my heart, God wants you to experience the best that he has for you in every area of your life. I don't think there's ever been a single sheep that rolls their eyes thinking, the shepherd, all he wants to do is control my life. Trying to manipulate me, take my money, take my time, dictate every part of my life. He's such a killjoy, this shepherd. No, within the innate understanding of a sheep, they know their shepherd has their best interest in mind too. That the shepherd is trying to take them to a place that refreshes their soul where they can feed and pasture and grow and find health in their life. You and I need to understand that God is a God trying to lead you to better pastures, not destroy you, not control your life, not to remove all joy. In fact, I believe that if you're following God or you are a Christ follower and your life feels like there is no joy in it, you're doing it wrong. Because I think having a relationship with God brings such joy and satisfaction and hope because we have a shepherd who's trying to lead us to the best possible place. I get it. You may have had a bad experience the last time you went to church, the last time you were even trying religion out. You may have had a bad experience, and there are plenty of reasons and experiences that we have in our life that leave us with a really bad taste in our mouth when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to religion, when it comes to church. And if you have some deep pain from past experiences, can I just say I'm sorry? But God is a loving God. And like a sheep that gets wounded, God wants to come and bandage up those wounds. He wants to add life to those pains. And he wants to lead you to a pasture that is good. Listen, friends, I came today to tell you this one thing. You can trust God because he's a good shepherd. You might be sitting there thinking, yeah, but I've got all these doubts. I've got all these questions. Welcome to the club. I got a lot of doubts. I've got a lot of questions too. Sometimes we think that if we have doubt, that means that we don't have any faith. I disagree completely. I think faith is having some doubts, and choosing to believe anyways. That's really what faith is all about. It's it's not having all the answers, but believing that there are answers and believing that at the core, God is good, and he wants to be good to you. I think that the opposite of faith isn't fear. I don't think the opposite of faith is doubt. I believe that the opposite of faith is certainty. Because anywhere you are walking with certainty in your life, you are not walking in faith. So the opposite of faith is certainty, not doubt, not fear. Anywhere you're walking with an arrogant confidence that says, I am certain that this is going to happen. You're not actually walking in faith in that moment. 
And the Bible says that the life that pleases God is a life that chooses to always walk with faith, to believe God even though they doubt, to trust God even though they don't see a way, to recognize that God is a good shepherd who wants good things for your life and my life if we will just trust him. There's a pretty famous section of scripture. You've probably heard it before. Psalm 23. Listen to these words in light of this Christmas story as we understand God is the shepherd. Listen to these words, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. Is he your shepherd? Because he's my shepherd, there's not a thing that I want. Why? Because my shepherd makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. See, at Christmas time, it can be a pretty hectic time, can't it? We get busy, we get struggling, we we start stressing about all of the details, we we want it to be so, we want to make memories, we want life to be good. We all have it for different reasons, but sometimes... As we're living life and we're pursuing and we're trying to celebrate Christmas and create an experience, if, if we aren't doing it squarely trusting in God, we find ourselves still wanting. Some of you, you haven't put your trust in God yet. And you doubt and you wonder and you worry. I, I just want to ask you one question. Is your doubt bringing you any more peace? Has your walking away from God brought you any more satisfaction in your life? Has it actually built a sense of purpose or have there been something in you that has been left wondering? I came to to point out that that wondering is God nudging you to come back home to him and say, I want to be your good shepherd. For many of us, Christmas has been a bit of a, a stressor. Maybe you're in a place where life has not been the same. It's not panned out the way you wanted it to be. Or, or maybe you're really just trying to, to actually have faith, even though you've got a lot of doubts and a lot of questions. I want to challenge you to do something. Every night for the rest of December, I want to challenge you to read aloud Psalm 23. I don't want you just to read it out loud, though. I want you to make it personal. I want you to insert your name where those personal pronouns exist. So it would say something like this. The Lord is Matthew Shepherd. Matthew doesn't want for anything. He makes Matthew lie down in green pastures. And I want you to read it through and insert your name in there. Insert your family's last name in there if you want. Read it over your kids. Read it with your kids. Watch what begins to happen in your heart as you choose to think about God as a good shepherd. Making life where you don't need or want for anything. On our central hub, faithchurchks.org, you can go. And on that sermon note page, many of you are already there, you will see Psalm 23 listed out. 
and we put it there with uh, some brackets there that says insert your name. So all you have to do is read and wherever it says insert your name, you read it. I want to encourage you this week, next week, take some time and read about how God wants to be your personal shepherd. And when you have a personal shepherd in your life, you have light that fills you in a fresh way. I want to invite our worship team to come back to the stage and here in just a minute moment we're going to sing a song all together and we're going to sing about this light of our world this light that comes into our world the bible says that the world was full of darkness but there came a great great light see we've been in this series called twas the night before and we've been looking at the nighttime that occurs in all of the Christmas story. And one of the things that we discovered today is that you have a shepherd who wants to watch over you at night. But isn't it true that at night, sometimes that's when fear shows up the most? Isn't it true that at night, that's when your stress tends to grow the most? Isn't it true that at night, Children often look around the darkness and they don't want to sleep in the darkness because they're afraid. And as adults, it's not so much that we're afraid of the dark, it's that we become afraid of the unknown. You have a good shepherd who is also the light of the world. I, I want to challenge you that from this day forward, anytime you have a nightlight on in your room, in your children's room, in your hallways, in your home, I want those nightlights to be a reminder that God is with you. He's watching over you. He is for you. He's not against you. And so tonight, today, we want to sing about this light that brings us such peace in our hearts and in our homes. And we've given you these glow sticks why don't you go ahead and pull them out go ahead and crack them the lights are going to dim here in just a minute and this is going to be the light and it's not just light for fun but this is light that reminds us that God is always with us that he's for you and he's for me let's pray together and then we'll sing bow your heads with me if you would Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that you are with us. Lord, we thank you that you are for us, that you are a good shepherd. And today, God, as we sing of your light that has come to us, may it illuminate truth in our heart, knowing that you are for us and you are with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, friends and family, I hope today's message was life-giving for you. I want to ask you to take a next step and go ahead and click the subscribe button so you never miss another chance to have an encounter with God. And while you're at it, take another step and share it with a friend. Maybe post it on your social network or text a coworker the link. And when you do that, you are partnering and get to be a part of seeing faith come to life in them. 
Hey, if Faith Church has made an impact in your life, if these messages are helping you gain traction in your faith, would you consider partnering with us financially? When you do that, it helps us widen our reach so that more people can have an encounter with the real Jesus. You can find information and ways to give on our central hub, faithchurchks.org. If, if you live in the Southeast Kansas region, we'd love to see you in person at one of our Sunday services. You can find those times on our hub as well, faithchurchks.org. Hey, remember this, God is for you and we love you.